Welcome back to the Second and Two podcast. I'm your host, TB. I got my co-host, producer extraordinaire, grill master, background in business, hat connoisseur, uh, master of the lenses. Yeah, Jody. I got some new ones on. I guess they're not technically new, but they're they're. I think they're new to the show. I don't think I've worn yeah, them here. No, I like those. They're a good look for you. Yeah, they're Oakleys. They were. I think they're Holbrooks technically. Oh man, Oakleys. Yeah, they're Holbrooks. No they're uh i made them regular glasses i have nice. the the real lenses like in my car or something oh, that's pretty sweet you but made yeah. your own transitions <laughs> yeah i mean not <laughs> technically because they don't change colors when you walk outside uh, yeah I'm... i do have those i was wearing those those are the ones i wore last week these guys oh these nice. ones are actually transitioned so when i go outside they get dark okay all right yeah. so we just got a little little lesson in the glasses yeah yeah uh, so it's all about the lenses. We've uh, we finished all of our uh, divisional primers. We really look deep dive every team, and so we thought it'd probably be a good idea to really start stacking some teams up against each other. Really do some rankings, have some fun with it. Today's yeah. episode is the Rank of Palooza. We're gonna rank them, and you know we got some feedback from some people that maybe we weren't doing enough of that. Not enough, like, compare and contrast of these teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. I mean, we already kind of, I think we had that idea already, but, but yeah, now that it, we, it just it made more sense. Like, well, I, I almost responded to him being like, do you know that meme where it's like, how do you know that? You know that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, almost, I wanted to find, like, a gif of that, but I couldn't. So I just wrote, like, got something brewing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get into the rank of Palooza, I do want to talk some current NFL news. We got a couple things. D Hop. Uh, number one, D Hop signing with the Titans. Joe, what yep. do we think? Does that raise their floors or raise their ceiling? Does it do anything for you in terms of the Titans and what we've already talked about with them? I think it gives Traylon Burks an opportunity to be better than what he was last year. He's not going to be like their main guy. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slide him to the number two, two role. Yeah. I see it. I do think whoever ends up playing quarterback feels like it's going to be Tannehill right now. That does yeah. really help that guy because it, it was just noticeable how much they missed A.J. Brown last year. Um, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are looking at this with the money they paid D-Hop. A lot of people are looking at this as like a – They could have just re-signed him. Yeah, it's of the mistake they made a year ago by not yeah. giving the younger ascending A.J. Brown that money as opposed to now giving – it to D hop on the back end of his career, but he should definitely help them in the short term. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they won't have to rely on Derrick Henry quite as much. And, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think I already thought that they could contend with Jacksonville for this division. Like, I don't think the gap is so huge. And we saw when we did like, you know, I, I think I had a four game gap between them. Yeah. Um, when we did our primer, but uh, I think getting D hop, you know, could, could close that gap a little bit and make this a more competitive division. So true. Um, I mean, you have any other thoughts on it? No, nah, I mean, I want to see what, what happens with that team now. I mean, I do think they got a little better, just a matter of how he plays. I mean, in, in Arizona, he didn't really play too much, nor did he perform like immensely better than like anyone else, you know, but I mean, last year was a dude. rough year. Last year was a rough year. For him, I think, given the, the, QB the, the, situation. the QB situation and all that. Yeah. The year before, 
when they made the playoffs, he was unreal. I mean, he was ridiculous. So yeah. Um, hopefully he can kind of the biggest thing with D Hop has always seemed to be like, can he stay healthy? If he's healthy, he's productive. He's That's good. True. So um speaking of staying healthy and getting paid, running backs, man. Mm, there's tough. there's a so we had three running backs who are on the franchise tag who yeah, yeah. yesterday did not get long term deals. All three, if they're gonna play this season, are gonna have to play under the tag. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard. And Josh, uh, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. So I saw a lot of reaction to this. Obviously, from those three guys personally, there was like the story True. about Josh Jacobs sitting in the car with Max Crosby, waiting to sign the extension, like literally at the facility, ready to go yeah. and sign at the deadline. Um, obviously, Saquon, they said it was real close there. Um, about like a million dollars in guaranteed money was the rumor. It was what it was off by. You know, and then... Uh, Pollard didn't hear as much about in terms of him getting a long-term deal and how close that was, but saw like Christian McCaffrey was real upset on Twitter. Yeah. Derrick Henry real upset on Twitter. Austin Eckler real. Up- There's like a running back revolution <laughs> happening on Twitter right now. Um, even Des Bryant, former oh. NFL receiver, he uh, he posted a picture of the average annual salary for kickers versus running backs. Yep which doesn't take into account that there are only basically 32 kickers and there's like, you know, a hundred <laughs> plus least running backs. 64, <laughs> at least like a hundred running backs, but like, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I get the point he was trying to make, you know, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a fun point. But so the question is like, these guys, they're not getting paid. And it, I, I from a team management roster management standpoint, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like you look at the last few big running back contracts haven't really worked out for the teams that gave them the Rams with Todd Gurley, the Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott. They all all these guys end up getting cut before they make it to the end of that contract because Mm -hmm. they just get so broken down. The only guys in recent memory that feel like they could just go forever are Derrick Henry and Adrian Peterson, you know, like in, in the most, in the last 10, 10 years, those are the only guys who felt like they could just play that position forever and and take 300 plus carries a year so i think there's from the standpoint of the the team it makes sense why they're not paying these guys from the standpoint of the player i also understand being frustrated Mm -hmm. man you're you're making us like we come in on these rookie deals we give you great production and then when we want to get paid for what we've done you tell us no because we're going to pay for what yeah, I can find the next guy and replace you. And instead of paying for what you've done, you know, I want to pay you for what you will do. That's the NFL. Yeah. That's the business. What are sure. you going to do? And I know you're not going to be as productive on that first, you know, that second contract as you were on the rookie contract yeah. because that's just the way the position goes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I see the argument on both sides. I know why running backs were frustrated. I understand why teams are building, they're managing their roster that way. So I, what, I'm wondering is, is there some kind of way that we can rectify that situation? If the owners and management are saying we're going to pay for production during this contract rather than for what you did before it, then my question is, can we make rookie scale running back contracts more lucrative, like larger than any other position? I mean, that's a, that's what I was going to suggest. Like maybe their window Instead of being like four years, you cut it to two, and then you have to make the decision from there. I don't know. I mean, we all we all know like business doesn't work this way. But in an ideal world, yeah, true, you would be getting paid 
for your like like what you get paid for the most productive time of your career should be the most you're getting paid, right? Like yeah. you should be making the most money when you're the most productive because that's how it works best for both teams. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is there a way that maybe in the next CBA they can scale rookie running back contracts to reflect that? Like where you actually as a running back, you know, versus every other position, you're going to make your money on the second contract. Maybe at the running back position, you can make your money on the first contract because that's when you're the most valuable. That's when you're the most yeah. productive. Now, I could imagine the owners and management are not going <laughs> to want that. They're not going to like that. And it's probably no, going to be something that is really hard to do because you'd have to get the entire players union on the side of just the, the running back position like that. True. You know, as a quarterback, am I sitting there going, man, running back should be getting paid more. Yeah. They should make more than I do on my rookie contract because it's not fair for them. Like other players probably aren't going to see it that way. Yeah. It's only going to be the running back position. So for them to mm-hmm. get that done, it's probably the longest of long shots. And I know I'm, I'm shooting into the, yeah. the wind right now in terms of even suggesting this, but I just had that thought of like, if the problem is we're not going to pay for past production, we want to pay for current production. Uh-huh. Then if I'm a running back, then I need to be getting paid on that first contract because I know that's when I'm the most valuable. Yeah. I guess the only other way you could do that would be like, if you, uh, if you add more incentives in that first contract, you know what I mean? Where they get more of a bonus for doing certain things within those or, first couple of years. Yeah, like you can you can offer greater incentives to exactly. rookie running backs than any other position. Or mm-hmm. maybe they you make it so that no matter where they're drafted, rookie running backs are on a two-year deal. So they hit yeah. free agency going into year yeah. three, and they can make their money during that first, you know, that next contract. They hit their second contract sooner than other players do. I don't... It's yeah. really hard again to for the players union to rally around one position, and that's what you would need in order to get that into the next CBA because the owners aren't going to want that. And the thing is, is if you try and get that done as the players union, you're going to have to see something else to the own. You know, that's kind of <laughs> how those labor talks work. Yeah. And so are the rest of the players going to be willing? Trick. Yeah. Are the rest of the players going to be willing to kind of be like, oh we'll give up this thing so that running backs make sure they get paid sooner. You know, it's, it's yeah. hard. It's a it's tough conundrum. Sure. Um, and I do wonder what will happen to the position moving forward. If that's kind of the loop that we're, we're caught in with no obvious solutions. Yeah. I mean, there, you can see both sides of the coin, right? Like running backs, they, I mean, we see it right now with those three dudes we're talking about right now. They're all peaking, you know, and mm-hmm. they're worried about where they're getting their money from next year. And the it's prime crazy. of their career. Yeah. Like, and, and, and McCaffrey said it, and he's not wrong. Those are three, three of the best players in the league, regardless of position, not just three of the yeah. best backs. Those are three really good players. I mean, Saquon, you could argue – he carried he the Giants to the playoffs last yeah. year. <laughs> I know Daniel Jones, and it's funny that Daniel Jones was just like a marginally better, and he's the one that he got, got really he got the paid. big contract. Yeah, and 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 then Saquon is like, man, I carried us, and what <laughs> heck, like I can't get ten mil, I can't get over ten million dollars a year. Yeah, I'm not worth that. That's crazy. I could imagine being him and being yeah, being pretty upset about that. So I do. Uh, I do sympathize with the running backs, even if I understand the uh, the logic and the theory being sound behind why they're not getting yeah. paid. So um, obviously everyone kind of has made the 
the argument like, well, you don't really need one to win a Super Bowl. Look at all these Super Bowl winning teams. No one's had like this high priced running back on a Super Bowl winning team. It's like, yeah. you know, you had our guy seventh round pick. Yeah. Pacheco with the Chiefs. Yep. The Rams had Cam Akers, you know, who was still on his rookie contract. Yeah. The Bucks had Leonard Fournette, who was not on a major contract. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back like Legarrette Blunt won back to back Super Bowls with the Patriots and the in the Eagles, and he was not on lucrative contracts. You know, so <laughs> it's just really hard. Yeah. It's hard to um, justify to, it. Yeah, to envision a world where you're you can really justify paying ten plus million dollars a year for a running back. Tough. I mean, but, but if, if I feel like on the other side, sorry, I don't, I know we want to, we to get to the next one, but if you're a guy like say Christian McCaffrey or like Eckler, you know, they, they more than just run the ball and well, go out there and catch it too. And then, you know, that's a whole nother story. Oh, I agree. And that's where like people <laughs> are going to start making the argument. If you're a decent pass catcher, don't play running yeah. back, go play receiver. Cause you can make the yeah. money there. And that that's going to be <laughs> like Debo. Like, He's in the opposite. He plays receiver, I'm, and they're trying to cut him some cheap chump change over there because he goes and plays running back. Well, and I wonder if, like, a guy like Bijan Robinson, like, yeah. or Jameer Gibbs, as we go in the future, do those guys slowly yeah. just morph into slot receivers instead to get paid? Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It just it's yeah. something that the next five years in the running back world are just going to be really interesting to watch and see True. what what happens because it's now very clear it's not a lucrative position to play. And yeah. that that's just not going to change right now, so we'll see. Um, are you ready for the rank of Palooza, Joe? I am. I you know I I do have one more thing to say, but I am going to say we're ready for the rank of Palooza. <laughs> well, go ahead, get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, what if like so, like say like Air Force or like all the military schools, right? They all run the the triple option. At that point, that's what those dudes are going to become in the NFL in a way. You know what I mean? They could run the ball out the back. They can go out for a pass. You know, they just got to always expect the ball at that point. If Instead of just being a true, like, between the tackles running back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Probably I said, the, uh, the, seconds. the evolution of the position is going to be interesting to watch. Um, yeah. But, so, can we... Uh, explain to the listeners for me, Joe, what we're ranking today. Today we, we, got, a, got, we got a few things. Yeah, we got a couple things going on. We're starting off with our team. Well, we're ranking all 32 teams in order of who we think will win the Super Bowl. Starting with the the most likely person to least. Following that, we're bringing uh, where we're ranking the top 10 skill positions for different teams. So out of the 32. We're ranking one through ten who we think have the best running back and receiver core. Following the the position ranks, we're going we're going D lineman. Right, that's correct. Pass Interior rush. D lineman, yeah. And then lastly, T B has given us his QB rank. So he ranks the, the QBs in different tiers all through one through thirty two. And this is this is kind of fun because uh, they, um, ESPN just came out with their annual uh, ranking of the quarterbacks that they take the pulse of the league, executives, players, coaches, and oh, really? based on that compiled data, they release their rankings of oh. what NFL personnel think the quarterbacks are ranked like. And and honestly, 
not on par? crazy far from what I kind of have. Now, I, there are certain guys I'm higher or lower on, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty. As always. It, it, was, it was similar. It was similar. It wasn't too far off, which I don't know that makes me necessarily right. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> but, all opinion based, you know, it's yeah. what you think. So as Joe said, we're starting with our power rankings. So we got our 2023 NFL power rankings. We're looking at teams we think are most likely to win the Super Bowl versus least, you know, all the way down to least likely. And Mm -hmm. we wanted to compare that to the Vegas odds for these teams. So we'll kind of go down the list. Joe and I will give our, you know, our rationale for each (laughs) ranking and what we think and why we think it. And then we'll, uh, we'll keep it moving. So we're starting off with our top 10. Number one, Joey and I both have the Chiefs as the most likely team to win next year's Super Bowl. We think they're, you know, the most likely team in terms of they could repeat. And then, you know, Vegas agrees with us. This is one of the few clean sweeps we have in this ranking where myself, Jody, and Vegas all believe the Chiefs are most likely to win the Super Bowl. Vegas is giving them plus 600 odds right now. Yeah, following them, we got the Bengals for both of us. Vegas viewed it otherwise. They had the Eagles there, you know, the other team that made it to the Super Bowl last year at plus 800. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it now. Me and you had one through three exactly the same. It, it's no uh, question. That I, we wonder, I wonder why, why do you think – so you and I are both on the Bengals, but Vegas is yeah. on the Eagles. So let's talk about that. Okay. So you tell me, why do you have the Bengals above the Eagles right now? I mean, we've seen it the past couple of years. The same, these two teams play each other to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Does, does it make sense to have... I mean, I guess, okay, so the argument would be for the Eagles making the Super Bowl again. I mean, on the NFC, we'll probably get into it later, but they got arguably the best quarterback in the whole NFC conference. Mm-hmm. But in terms of us seeing who we believe will make it to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Bengals are the two teams that have shown consistently uh, consistency over the past two years of getting to not only the championship game, but playing each other for that next spot for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think right now, for me, what it came down to, I think the Eagles roster is actually a little bit better than the Bengals when you stack them up. They're close. They're both very talented. I love both their coaching staffs. Really what it came down to at the end of the day, I just I like Joe Burrow more than I like Jalen Hurts. I think Joe Cool has just proven it time and again. Jalen was incredible last year. He had an unreal Super Bowl performance. He gets better every year. He's a top five quarterback in the league. He's an MVP candidate mm-hmm. going into this season, especially considering the supporting cast he gets to work with. Yeah. But there's just something about Joe Cool, man. I've seen it for more years from him. True. Um, he's gone toe to toe with Mahomes. He's three and one against Mahomes. True. Which is that that was the biggest thing for me. Is like you know what there I had to weigh. Do I think you know like the Bengals and the Chiefs have to go through each other to get there versus the yeah. Eagles we just mentioned probably the best team in the NFC by by a considerable margin at this point, and so their path mm-hmm. to getting to the Super Bowl is easier. But in terms of actually winning it, I think I would value both the Chiefs or the Bengals just slightly ahead of the Eagles right now yeah. because I like both their quarterbacks a little bit more than I like Jalen. 
And that's just really what it came down to for me. It was Burrow versus Jalen. The rosters are similar. The coaching staffs are similar in terms of talent and what you have available. I just trust Joe Burrow just like a, like like this much more right now. <laughs> just it. a little smidge. I and, will say and one obviously, more. Vegas is saying, I think with theirs, Vegas is saying the Eagles have an easier path, which I, I, yeah. I understand. I will say another argument as to why the Eagles could be a step lower would be that they just lost their OC as well, you know? One and their DC. OCDC, yeah. they got to replace both coordinators. They lost a little bit of O-line depth. So, you know, yeah, there's a little they, – they lost some players on defense. There's, there's a little bit of turnover there, yeah. But yeah, um, the oh, as I say, the Vegas, the odds for the third team they had would be the Bills at plus 900. As we've been talking about it, we both had the Eagles fall on the Chiefs and the Bengals. So well, if, well, if you want to put the Eagles above the Bengals, that's like, I'm okay with that. I'm not, I don't know why Vegas values the Bills this highly. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. The Bills yeah. at third at plus 900 odds to me is the is the kind of wild card so like the thing that jumps out to me where i just think that team is valued too highly personally i think yeah you've seen the off season has been a little bit dramatic for them True. with the whole stefan Diggs thing yeah they you know they were rumored to be in the mix for deandre hopkins which was interesting they drafted you know dos or uh, the replacement for dawson knox and so now you've got the Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, and that's a little yeah. awkward. You lost your <laughs> Devin Singletary, your lead running back. True. And so now you're expecting Cook to step in and be the guy. But, you know, he, he was okay last year, but it wasn't great. And then defensively, you lost Tremaine Edmonds. And not to mention, they haven't even made a Super Bowl appearance. Like, at all, like In the Josh Allen just, era. We're just supposed to say that they're better than the Bengals. Yeah. Just, like, even though we've seen the Bengals get to a Super Bowl and we saw the Bengals go into Buffalo and pretty much smoke them last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why Vegas has the Bills so high unless they're just saying the Von Miller injury was so big last year that they're expecting <laughs> him to be healthy the whole yeah. way this year. And that's going to make all the difference in the world. I don't, I'm just not as high on the bills i think right now as some people are i think there's too much drama going on there yeah i will say early last year you could have made the argument you know they i think they started like seven and two or something crazy right yeah but then you as the season progressed you know they started slipping and then what they made to the second round of the playoffs yeah they lost in the divisional at home against the Bengals. yeah it's not a good look for sure i mean i don't know we both had them a little lower but we'll get into that a little bit later uh, at the fourth spot, we had you had Baltimore, I had New York Jets, and Vegas had the Bengals here. So we obviously both agree the Bengals for us are higher than what Vegas had. We kind of established yeah. that. However, the interesting thing is, in terms of our personal rankings, I like the Ravens, you like the Jets. Mm-hmm. So, in 10 words or less, give me why the Jets are here for you. Ooh, okay. So I will say Aaron Rodgers at quarterback <laughs> and his crew from Green Bay. There you go. Ten. Okay. I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you my ten word ten word answer for the Ravens. Todd Munkin, Lamar Jackson, MVP. 
Oh, okay. So he's getting back to his old ways, is what you're saying. I think Todd Munkin's offense is going to let him finally cook, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And not I like mean, Russell Wilson cooking. <laughs> I'm talking like he's not making oatmeal. Cooking. He's making he's nah. making steaks. <laughs> I think they're gonna be really good. I, they do play a tough schedule. Um, I remember even in their records, you were a little higher on them than I was. But but I thought you know because the schedule's so tough. But I do think yeah. that schedule um, will make them prepared for the playoffs. I think they're gonna be an awesome playoff yeah, team. No I think they're gonna be healthy this year for the first time in a couple years. And I, I just love Lamar and that Todd Munkin offense. I think it's going to be electric. Yeah, I mean, Lamar does have more weapons to throw to as well. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to watching that. At five, though, here's one. Of the, here's the clean sweep. It's the Maybe only other clean sweep we got. <laughs> we got the San Francisco 49ers. Their odds are at plus 950, equal with the Bengals. And we also chose them at this fifth spot. Um. I think here we obviously agree. I think the supporting cast around the quarterback yeah. is, is electric. Really good. We'll, we'll get there in our other <laughs> rankings here in a bit. True. Uh, but we both like that that group of McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and Juszczyk mm-hmm. and all those dudes that they have su- supporting whoever it is that ends up being the quarterback. We think it'll be Purdy. Could be Lance. Could be Darnold. And we talked about this on our last pod. We yep. almost don't care who it is at this point <laughs> kyle shanahan has just proven they'll get it done they'll just get it done and mm-hmm. and defensively i think that's where you have more questions you know D'Amico ryan's being gone gone yeah. and and losing some of the depth and that's probably why they're a little bit lower than maybe years past because there are some questions there but the True. fact that they're playing in the nfc also big makes it easier and so that allows you to put them as high as as fifth here and i think that's yeah. that's about right for given the questions I have, despite them playing in the NFC. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, I pretty much agree with that too. They, they got the probably, I mean, their schedule's not easy. We know that. We talked about that last week. But in terms of the other NFC teams, it just makes sense. I mean, you, you got someone else from their division coming up next, who is the Seahawks, where, and then this is where I have the, the Ravens at six. Vegas has the Jets at plus 1,200. I mean, I'll let you get into the Seahawks a little bit because it kind of, like, pivots uh, off of the the Niners right there. Well, we, I think you and I are both higher on the Seahawks than Vegas. I think we're both higher Mm -hmm. on the Seahawks than a good chunk of people. A lot of people people, probably, yeah. I just believe in... The, the the their mo- their two most recent drafts I think they've done so good they've done such a good job of collecting and adding talent in key positions and I think Shane Waldron did such a good job with Geno Smith last year um, you know I I do think Geno's got it in him to have another special season and mm. it just that the weapons they have around him now with DK and, crazy. and 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 Lockett, Lockett and JSN, and now they've mm. got the two running backs, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. They've got all the tight ends. Defensively, I think they're just so much better with Derek Hall and Witherspoon being added to a group that already has Tariq Woolen and Quandre Diggs and like maybe a healthy Jamal Adams, maybe. And even if not, you know, they signed another safety in free agency to cover brought up. Brought back the guy, Bobby. Like they brought back Bobby yeah. Wagner. They've got veteran. Like, so I just think they have all the elements to like a special Pete Carroll team. And, and in years 
where Pete Carroll went to the Super Bowl, especially the first time they went, it, it was kind of like no one was on them at mm-hmm. the beginning of that year. as like, oh, this will be the team that's in the Super Bowl. People sure. liked their team, but no one was like on them. Even when they went the second year back to back, it wasn't like they were the heavy, heavy favorite out of the NFC. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people still like teams like the Packers or the Falcons and things like that. So I just think this is classic Pete Carroll. And <laughs> and I told you, I think they're going to win the division. I think it's going to be really yeah. close with the Niners, but I actually think they're going to win the division. And the reason that I maybe put the Niners above them, even though I think the Seahawks could sneak away with the division, is just the it's Niners have shown. Yeah, yeah, they've just shown it more to us. And and so and and the big question with Seattle really is is if Geno is just going to be yeah, awesome again. Did. Yeah. So I will say, but, sounds I like, like you'd say they got good value over there for the Seahawks. Yeah, I think there's to simply put it. I think yeah. that I think that is the case because you're going to see the Seahawks don't show up in the Vegas odds until page two here so <laughs> yeah so looking at spot number seven you had the bills here this is where i had the seahawks i mean it, it ties back i think they're probably one of the better teams coming out the nfc the bills i'll let you get into that because i have them a little bit lower than you i, I yeah i was gonna ask you because vegas has the bills at three i have them at yeah. seven you have them at nine and I mean, we kind of. I talked earlier about what I think about the Bills and why I think that's so high for Vegas. I mean, I kind of want to hear what you have them even lower than I do. So (laughs) I want to. I want to hear from you. (laughs) Yeah, I think I just think the Bills. You know, I think they're done. I, I obviously they still have good talent in the in the facility, but Josh Allen, you know, he's been doing too much. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't know if their running back is gonna their running back play is gonna be better than what it was like their defense you know i feel like that might have a little struggle at first i don't know i just don't see them being as good as they were a year or two ago you know what i mean well in reference to what you're saying about like josh allen doing too much i do agree with you like he's had an issue with turnovers the last couple years i mean he threw 15 picks two years ago and he threw 14 last year and that's not counting some of like the sack fumble problems he's had too. Yeah. So I do agree with you. Sometimes his biggest, he is his own biggest enemy in terms of <laughs> holding onto the ball, trying to make the hero play probably a little bit too often. He's so talented and special that you don't want to just take that away from him completely. Yeah. But you go back to a game like the Minnesota game last year, you know, sometimes he's in, in trying to do so much, he actually, contributes to you losing a game yeah and i'm not going to say that game he lost the game because i never think that's true about any single player but he had a huge contribution obviously throwing the the this the the pick at the end to seal it but even before that some some just bad plays that he would tell you himself were bad plays um so he needs to clean that up and i do think a big part of it is just he's so confident in his abilities that yeah um sometimes it gets them in trouble I, i'm also curious here though vegas has the cowboys the <laughs> best team here yeah plus 1600 and it's not like we're super down in the cowboys we both have the cowboys at 10 in our power yeah. rankings but what do you think about vegas putting the cowboys at plus 1600 seventh overall in these odds i i think they just believe in dak i guess i don't know i, I know i don't feel high on dak granted we're talking about tony pollard not getting paid you know like there's a lot of things that just on offense alone, like granted, they got CD lamb over there and they got a good receiver. I don't know. I don't know anyone else on the receiving core and be honest. 
the tight Cooks end. And I think they got. Oh yeah, Gallup, Brandon Cooks, yeah. and Michael Gallup. I mean, so they were. Oh, they got are... Brandon Cooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I, I do know <laughs> who like, they I, are, but I couldn't. Things. <laughs> no, no, I no, I do know who these people are. I'm just saying, I didn't, I couldn't tell you just like off the top of my head, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they got a solid defense. I think. I think I had them up on my list later on, but when it comes down to it, I don't know. The Cowboys just haven't shown. It's like it's just the the revolving door. They they were good when. I don't. How many years ago? You know, eighty five. <laughs> in fairness to the Cowboys, they're so talented. They're immensely talented. Um, they remind me of they're they're kind of in the same sort of spot as the Bills and the Chargers recently. Yeah, where you just have these teams that are so massively talented. That if they could ever just like put it together, you could see mm-hmm. them winning the Super Bowl and it wouldn't be like crazy. But they always seem to manage in like the big moments to just yeah. have that that one play or that one thing. Yeah, it it just and you're not like super duper confident in the coaching and what's going on. And so I yeah, do McCarthy's been making some questionable decisions on the stretch. I yeah. The Cowboys have to be in the top ten because they're so talented. Yeah. But I can't put them any higher than 10 (laughs) because they have so many question marks in those big moments. But they are in the NFC. That helps them a lot. So, yes. Uh, um, But getting to to eight, um, who we got? We got you having the New York Jets a little bit lower than what I had them. And then I have a team that's a, a shocker out here, according to everything on this paper. You know, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Vegas has the Ravens here, so lower than both of us. So that tells you, you know, some some good good value. <laughs> um, you got to talk about the Jets a little bit. I'll I'll kind of give you my case in point. I do think adding Rodgers makes them dangerous. Uh-huh. I think it's it's a slightly less great version of Rodgers compared to like two years ago. <laughs> True. Um, a little older. I think. A lot of the running back, the running back position is an interesting question for them. They need, they need uh, their guy to get healthy. He's tall. Um, defensively, I love their defense. It's it's young and it's it's uh, it's really good. I think in in general, I think the reason they're so low for me is mostly because they play in the AFC and the competition is just extremely high. Yeah, that's true. Um, like when I go through some of the rosters and ask myself some questions, I think. The Jets have a, a a couple more questions to answer, and they're and they're new. You know, they're yeah. they haven't seen Rodgers play with these guys. And um, if you want the template, hard knocks, it'll it'll come out soon. Yeah, that that is interesting. Oh, that that's another yeah, that was another news thing. <laughs> but if you want the template of like what this could, you know, what is an aging veteran quarterback who still got some in the tank combined with this young elite defense look like? And can it win a Super Bowl? You don't have to go back very far. I mean, it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. a few years ago. That's the template. If you're a Jets fan or you're a believer in this team, that's what you're pounding your chest on. It's like, okay, the Bucks. This is the, yeah. the 2023 version of the Bucks, And I do think there's a world where that exists, which is why they're at eight for me. I just think it's going to be harder than what the Bucks had to do because they're playing in this AFC with Mahomes and Burrow and yeah. Lamar, and Allen, and Tua, <laughs> and Herbert, all in their primes, all playing well. I True. mean, you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a game against Daniel Jones in the playoffs. You're not going to get a game against 
Yeah, that um, is another thing. Aaron Rodgers switching sides. Yeah, I mean, you just you're not, you know, like that's yeah. you're not going to get that like first uh, wild card or divisional matchup against an opponent that's like really beatable. You just you're going to have to play perfect football through the playoffs to get out of the AFC and be in the Super Bowl, just to yeah. get to the Super Bowl. So that's I think true. that's why I'm a little bit lower on them than you are, or even Vegas. But oh. um, I do want to hear about the Jags a little bit from you. Jags. So I, the way I see it, I think they got. A good good core offense. I mean, we we seen it in one of our like previews. You know, they they had that that game versus the Chargers in the playoffs. That you know, that's something to look forward to. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's making the right moves to to possibly be better than you know than we've seen in years past. Granted, year one, you know, the coach issue last year, he was catching some wind. You know, I think this year we'll see it from him. I think he's gonna. Look good, possibly make a, a run for MVP, maybe, if possible. And his he's got some young dudes around him that I think are really good. You like their defense a lot. I always say that. That's just what you always talk about. I, I just think defense. they got a solid group. Schematically, and, I just love what they do. It's yeah, fun yeah. to watch. And so with that, I mean, I just think they, they, they might shock some people being this high on the list even compared to Vegas. But I think they got they got some juice to where they could make a run, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Sitting at nine, we got a pair of AFC East teams. You finally mm. have the Bills, which you <laughs> talked about, and then Vegas and I agree on this one. Actually, yep. we both have the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins. They have the Dolphins at plus twenty one hundred. My my rationale in terms of the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins have sneaky like one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. roster that includes Tyree kill, Jalen Waddle, Waddle. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb, right? I've, I've listed all these names of like marquee players and I haven't even got to the quarterback too. Right? And <laughs> yeah. So like here, I mean, I think there are, um, you know, Javon Holland is another guy that's safety. I mean, they've, they've got some blue chippers on this team. Um, I like Christian Wilkins, like so. And I then see, you I add see. that with what Mike McDaniel was able to do offensively. Now they bring in Vic Fangio defensively. Yeah. And they're they're you know they're trending that up. That team could cook. Sure. That team could yeah. cook. I think there's a lot there talent wise. I think the big question obviously is like, okay, two are going to be healthy. Yeah. But they added Mike White, so they kind of added. You know, I think that yeah, was huge. True. That's a guy who showed good, you some good stuff backup. last year. Mm-hmm. And so I like the Dolphins a lot. I think from a talent perspective, they may be more talented than some of the teams above them on this list. And I, I like their staff, their coaching staff. So it's just, again, they play in the AFC. They, like, look at that mm-hmm. AFC East. I got the yeah. AFC East at 7, 8, 9. <laughs> you know, and that's, I haven't even talked about the Patriots. It's not like I think yeah. the Patriots are bad. It's just, man, look at that it's AFC East. Look at the AFC in general. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Yeah, at 10, though, we talked about it already. We both had the Cowboys. Vegas has the Lions, you know, clearly they have the them higher Lions. than we do. The Lions, the Lions hype plus 2,500. Yeah. That Lions hype is getting a little bit hot, right? I, <laughs> you and I both like the Lions. I think we both picked them to win the division. True. That but is like, true. Let's slow our roll, okay? Yeah, it was one year. Yep. They went nine and eight last year, guys. <laughs> like, and it's slow. not like they started good. They had a really slow start too, you know? Yeah, I, I'm just 
I want to see it. Like, can yeah. we just see it? I don't know. I, <laughs> I like the Lions. I don't know if I like them at 10th, but. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So 11, though. We flipped page two. Yeah, page two, starting with 11. You have the Jags. I'll also concur with Vegas at plus 2,800. Here I have the Chargers. Do you want me to get into the Chargers? Do you want to go about the Jags? Well, well, I think we kind of heard from you about the Jags. A, okay. a lot of your thoughts are similar to mine. I think I'm a little bit um, – when it comes to the Jags, I like offensively like what they've got around Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm as quite – like you're talking Lawrence MVP. I don't know yeah. if I'm quite there with T-Law yet. Um, and that's probably the the discrepancy between eight and eleven. Yeah. But yeah. Um, really, I, I'm curious here because I have the Chargers next. You have the Chargers mm-hmm. here. Vegas also has the Chargers next at plus twenty nine hundred. So let's talk about the Chargers. Let's let's dive in on this team. All right. Well, it's their year. <laughs> no, no, on a serious note. I mean, they they really are talented. It's just they got those those issues at uh, O line D line. Yeah. And as you showed us earlier, too, they, I guess not on this episode, but on the AFC West, they can't stop the run. But, I mean, the way I see it, Herbert is good enough to make the playoffs. He just has to get through. Now he's got to win. Now he's got to win in the playoffs. I agree. Yeah. I love Brandon Staley uh, and what he does defensively. I think you're right. They have to run the ball better. They have to stop the run in order for them to to have playoff success. I, I'm curious to see what the Kellamore herbert marriage is going to look like with all the skill position guys around him. Could be very explosive. Another team that, like, it's another team like the Cowboys, like the Bills. You would not mm-hmm. be shocked to see this team win the Super Bowl. But, but you like, you got to see it because they've just, they've yeah. messed it up so many times A lot of years before. of not being able to do much. There's some real demons there, and I want to see that. You know, I'd like for those people in my life who are Chargers fans, I wouldn't hate seeing that <laughs> team win the Super Bowl for those people. So, um, yeah, I think that we kind of have similar feelings on them. Um, yeah, it would be a you, long time coming for those people. Yeah, you have the Dolphins at twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they got a good, good offense for sure. I just another one of those things. I don't know much about the running back. You know. Defense, like the front seven, I think is solid. Also, I mean, they did add Jalen Ramsey. I could tell you that. But I don't know. I just think, like, they're obviously a good team out of the AFC. I'm just not sure how I feel about the health of Tua, for one. And then, two, like, I don't I don't know about their depth at some positions, you know? Yeah, I got you. Um when we push it to 13, this is where I finally have the Lions. Mm-hmm. You have the Giants, and Vegas is just now giving us the Seahawks at plus 2,900, um, which is actually tied with the Chargers just above them. So yep. let's talk this through. The Lions versus the Giants. Um, Joe, I know you, I see you have the Lions at 14, so you have the Lions right after. Why do yeah. you like the Giants more than the Lions right now? Uh, I mean – for one, they they made it there last year, right? They have a little okay. bit of, uh, what's the term? They got some consistency. Some no, not not consistency. It's like, I mean, we've seen it. I guess I should just say that they, we've seen them do it, right? I know that this. Granted, this is me banking on them bringing back Saquon in time for him to be satisfied with yeah. what he makes, right? So the, it is leaning on a lot, but it's also. 
you know, I just feel like every now and again, like when we were doing this, like together, right, saying who we want where, it was like there's got to be another team from the NFC we got to fill somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And for, I mean, with them making the playoffs last year and figuring it out for that game one, which leads to them losing to the Eagles. I mean, it's just we've seen them do it. And I hope they could pay our guy to get him rolling because without him, there's no way they do as good as this. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, at this point, he if he's going to play, it's the franchise tag. So yeah. he either signs it and plays or he says, no, I'm not playing this year. So, well, I mean, we did do this a little bit ago, so you can't knock me on that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I, I agree. I know. I know you're, you're – you, we made this list prior to whether and finding yeah. out whether or not, you know, Saquon would – would be uh, playing, obviously. So, yes, I get you. I've got the Lions here because even though they did not make the playoffs last year and the Giants did, I think the Lions play in an easier division. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Um, I think the Lions have a quarterback I trust more in Goff yeah. versus Daniel Jones. I think the Lions had a better offseason in terms of adding some some players at you know important positions. And I liked their draft, despite what people said. Jameer Gibson mm-hmm. and uh, and my guy at linebacker, um, blanking on his name right now. Granton? Was it Simpson? Was it him? No. From Iowa. I'm totally blank. Jack, oh, Campbell. Jack Campbell. Yeah. Um, adding those two guys, I think those two are both blue chippers. They just play linebacker and running back. It's the thing. But I think it's going to be really good. CJ Gardner-Johnson. Like I just think the Lions had an awesome offseason. And I think they're going to be definitively better. I don't know that I could say that about the Giants. And that's yeah. where, no, obviously, that. you and I have a, have a difference. Um, when we push it down to 14, who we got? 14. You got the Steelers here showing up. I had the Lions. I mean, I could piggyback your Lions real quick. I will say they are they are in a better position to make a run. I just We just had to see them do it, you know? Yeah. With yeah. the Vegas odds for this 14 spot, though, they had the Browns, who we'll see a little bit later, at well, plus 3,300. I think it's not it's not a bad spot. Just looking at the you know talking about the Browns versus the Steelers, you know, you got to kind of talk about the Lions there. Yeah, for me, I do like the Browns from a talent perspective. I have them only a few spots away at 17. Yeah, um, so I can see where Vegas is betting on the Browns just from a talent perspective. Yeah, a lot of dudes. I, I, I think I like the Steelers more, given that um, one, I trust Mike Tomlin more than any mm-hmm. coach in the league. Yeah. Two, I think defensively, they were so good last year, despite having injuries here and there. And if they can maintain greater health this year, I think they're one of the better defenses in the league. And then yeah. offensively, it's Kenny year two Pickett of Kenny Pickett. Yep. Year two of George Pickens. Right. You have Najee, you have Pat Fryermuth, you have Deontay Johnson, right? Like yeah. you add the tackle. I like their offense. I think their offense has got a lot of dudes that I like, and they're all young and kind of working and growing together. Yeah. So I think that you could see an exponential leap offensively for them, and then I think defensively they're, they, they're special. So add that with Mike Tomlin stirring the pot as the head yeah, coach. Yeah. And I, I like that team. I would bet on that team before I would bet on the Browns right now, even though I can make a very easy argument that the Browns are more talented. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Kenny Pickett, I want to, I would 
they're very looking forward to what they do with him, like starting the whole year, you know, not just like week, I don't know, four or five or something, whenever they threw him in. No Mitchell Trubisky this year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) At 15, though, this is where we start seeing things split up a little bit, a little more so, you know? Yeah. So 15, you got the Saints. I had the Rams, and this is where Vegas has the Raiders. All right, so let's address that. The Raiders? The Raiders at yeah. plus 3,300 and being 15th on this list is insane Crazy. to me. I have the Raiders all the way down in, like, I think it's like 30, 31. I, I don't know what Vegas is seeing here other than that's their hometown team. I don't know. Is that hometown cooking with the odds? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't. maybe they trust I, Jimmy G a lot. I don't know. <laughs> so – if the argument, I guess the argument would be that look at all the talent around Jimmy G. He just yeah. has to play as well as he did with the Niners, and they'll be good. Not gonna happen. The problem <laughs> is that may be true of their offense, but the Raiders' defense is nowhere near what that 49ers' yeah. defense was true. when Jimmy G was there. It's not even close. I just went through when we did the AFC West pod how mm. bad the Raiders' the Raiders' defense has been bad for 20 years. Yeah, okay, like that. So that's not just going to change overnight. Like. I, I, I hope they because take you brought in forward. a quarterback. I, but, you know, it's like defensively, it's like, okay, Max Crosby is a blue chipper. Yeah. And outside of that guy, it's like Chandler Jones is getting older, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, they drafted um, the big fell out of Texas Tech, and I like him. But yeah. they got to – defensively, their secondary is not good. They're going to get torched. Yeah. And offensively, you're basically counting on Jimmy G – who you're not even sure is healthy right now. Yeah. And beyond him worried about him playing. (laughs) Yeah. And beyond him, like if it's not him, dude, I don't, I don't feel great about their quarterback situation at all. Yeah. And we know in this league, if you don't have a quarterback, even if you're Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I I said the same thing. (laughs) It's tough to win. And so I just don't understand. I don't, I can't see why people are so high on the Raiders. It just not for me, not for me right there. So, but getting to like who we actually have ranked here, I have the Saints, you have the Rams. Mm-hmm. I have the Rams coming next. The reason I have the Saints as high as I do, the division is terrible. Yeah, that's true. And I think they're the best team in a bad division. Yeah, I could agree. Um, I think Derek Carr around a pretty talented offense with a defense that's consistently like pretty good, not great, but pretty good. Yeah. I think has the ability to, to run that division and therefore have yeah, a pretty yeah. good record and therefore be going into the playoffs, you know, as like a With three or four seed yeah. and, and, and being able to win a playoff game or two. And at that point, now you're like one of the final eight teams. So then yeah. being 15th is low. So to me, that's where I see the saints. I think adding Derek Carr gave them a legitimate quarterback, which is what that team was missing last year. Yeah. And um, so that's where I see them. Where do you see the Rams? The Rams. I mean, they have a good offense, as we talked about. They're going to have a young defense. But being that they're in the NFC, you know, that gives them a little step up over, you know, having to pick someone from the AFC. With the Rams, I will say, bringing back, hopefully, no, I shouldn't say bringing back. Having Stafford come back pop, more healthy than he was last year, you know, you're, it's a, it's a, it's a good sleeper pick because not many people are going to think of that. And... You talked about Cam Akers having a year, being going into that contract. Uh, they do have a really good offense. I'm sure they'll figure that out this year. Hopefully, you know, the line stays healthy because that's last year they had, like, 
15 different lineups or something crazy. <laughs> but the, the, their downfall is going to be the defense. But as we said, like their path, considering the NFC side of things, it's a lot easier than what it will be for most, you know? Yeah, I have them, I have them right below at 16. And for similar reasons, I think they're going to, they're offensively, they're going to be one of the better offenses in the league. I think they will return to that form. I think there's just so many things working against them last year from an injury standpoint. Yeah. That's from a an attitude standpoint in terms of cam at least at the beginning of the year <laughs> yeah, i think you finally games. you you finally get like okay the o-line's healthy cam's attitude is right and he's ready to roll he's in a contract year stafford's healthy cup is healthy mcveigh mm-hmm. is refreshed they bring in a new oc in lafleur who knows the mcveigh system like you yeah. put all that together i think this offense is going to be tremendous and then i think defensively they're young and they're not going to be great not right away yeah even though you've got Aaron Donald, they're going to struggle on defense a little bit. And so that's true, why true. you got a great offense, a bad defense that puts you right about 16, right? In the middle <laughs> of the league, you know? Yeah. Um, you have the Broncos here sitting at 16 in Vegas. This is where they have the saints at plus 3,500. Yeah. Before I tackle the Broncos, I will say, I don't know where, where if you're getting some beat riders from the Rams or what, but you talked about Puka. I don't remember his last Puka name. Nakua. Yeah. And that same day, later on, I got an email from the Rams saying, Puka Nakua, like, look, looking good in the training camp. They're like, bro, this fool told us this earlier today. I was like, what is he reading to beat me to this from them? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Broncos. You, I just follow, I just follow yeah. all the people on Twitter. Shout out like people like Jordan Rodrigue, who <laughs> give us all the Rams news. Yeah, so Broncos here at 16 couple things first one you know that's probably a little bit of a homer pick not gonna lie (laughs) a a little higher than most for that reason but i mean we got sean payton coming in the building we've seen we've seen our guy russ going out doing things with other teammates don't necessarily think that was going on last year it was him building social media you know for the whole broncos country let's ride (laughs) so i mean I have I have them trending in a better uh, direction offensively. I mean, granted, last year we got rid of Chubb, we sent him the Dolphins, I, but we we had some good pickups in the draft defensively. You know, our guy Moss, shout out, milk milk over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I think the Broncos have a a better chance to flip it around this year with Sean Payton coming in. Now, if it doesn't happen, you know, that's why they're in the middle. I expect good things out of them, but if it doesn't happen, you know, can't can't knock them. Okay. Hitting 17. We get the Browns for me. Mm-hmm. You have the Saints. Vegas, this is where they have the Giants at plus 4,200. Oh. Um, give me your take on the Saints. You heard mine. Any Anything different for you in terms of why they're a little bit lower? I will say... I. They just had, I mean, in, in terms of the past, they had a lot going on with their quarterback position, a lot of questions. Derek mm-hmm. Carr coming in makes it a little bit better, right? It solidifies who they're going to have as long as he doesn't get hurt. Yep. I just think you got the question of Kamara, if he'll be able to, or when he'll be able to play, whatever the question may be. Yeah, that's true. And and maybe, you know, with Derek Carr, maybe our guy... Michael Thomas over there. Maybe he could do something. Dude, that guy hasn't it, felt like he was a top receiver in like five years now. It's crazy. Since you lost Drew Brees. 
<laughs> like it's crazy because it's like 2019 was the last year he was just dominant. And, yeah. he, and it's like, you know, it's there, but like, can he bring it back at this point? Yeah. We'll see. So, yeah, that's the only thing I think it's just because Kamara is that really dynamic. We've seen him do crazy things. You know, in that no one doubt. game he had five tutties, you know, a bunch of things he could do offensively, whether it's in the backfield or at the wideout position. But it's just, I don't know, lingering questions that a lot of outside noise disturbing them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I've got the Browns. Mm. Uh, I kind of talked about them a little bit earlier. I think they're uber talented. Yeah. I mean, massive talent in that team. You got Miles Garrett. You've got Nick Chubb. You've got Amari Cooper. You've got Joku. you know David and Joku and and Donovan Peoples Jones offensively. I mean, they've got some real dudes. Elijah Moore yeah. coming in from the Jets. Obviously, Deshaun. You know, if Deshaun is right. If we get 2020 Deshaun Watson, this offense is potentially crazy. one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. And you still got Miles Garrett on the other side on defense, who's a defensive player of the year candidate. So from a talent perspective, this is a I mean, this is a team that's only two years removed from being in the playoffs with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Right. So there it's not like this path is crazy. The question just really comes down to like, what do you think Deshaun Watson's gonna do this year? Exactly. Can That's they why put I have it them together? a little lower. Yeah. And I, I could see him being better. I think he's motivated. I just think they it's the AFC and especially the AFC North is brutal. Yeah. The I've got the Ravens and Bengals in the top four. I've got the Steelers at 14. I've got the Browns at 17. I almost have all four of those teams in the top half of the league, really yeah. close to the top True. half of the league. That's that's a hard thing to do from one division. And um so I, I think this is it's they're just a, in a tough division, which makes it a lot harder. Their their path to me is so much harder, even though they have so much talent. Yeah, no, I agree. Looking ahead at eighteen, you got the Patriots here. I have the Steelers, and Vegas has the Packers at plus forty five hundred. I like Vegas kind of being a little bit bold here and saying we believe in Jordan. Love. <laughs> I kind of like he, he's Chicago's daddy, bro. Oh, geez, man. The Bears fans are going to hate you. Um, <laughs> I've got the Patriots. And much like I just talked about the AFC North, the AFC East is brutal too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Those two sure. divisions are probably duking it out as the best divisions in football right now. Um, I have, you know, three teams in the top nine, you know, seven, eight, nine. And then the, the Patriots yeah. here sitting at 18. And again, I think the Patriots are better. Bill O'Brien's a real offensive coordinator. Mac True. Jones should be much better. You know, I think obviously Bill Belichick is as motivated as ever to be great. And defensively, I love some of their young talent on defense. I love their pass rush group. That's a hint for later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just think that the Patriots have the goods. They just play in such a hard division. Mm-hmm. And I think they have the worst quarterback in the division right now. True. Even though... It's not necessarily to say that Mac Jones isn't good. It's just that I don't think he's as good as Tua or or um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, or Rogers. Mm-hmm. So when you got the worst quarterback in the division, it makes it hard for you to be <laughs> better than fourth in that division. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I guess, and the thing is, he did so well his rookie year. It come back to last year. You know, the OC situation might not help that either. But yeah. when you take a step back, year two, you, there's going to be questions surrounding that. 
And then for me, having the Steelers here, I mean, I will say, like, like their division's tough, you know? And mm-hmm. I I wish I'd kept track, but at this point, we got we got all the good teams pretty much out of the AFC for the most part. And the NFC, we got people filling in here and there for just because it's the NFC. I mean, mm-hmm. the Steelers have been really consistent over our probably lifetime, you know? And so I'm sure they could get things done. It's just, you know, a young quarterback still. You're two, you know? I do, You're I not do a expect him. Exactly. But I do expect him to get better, but he is going to go in a year or two. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, we're looking at 19. I've got the Giants. You've got the Browns. Vegas mm-hmm. has the Patriots showing up here at plus 4,800. Um, I think we've talked pretty uh, at this point about those three teams pretty mm-hmm. pretty well. Anything that you feel like you need to add? For the Browns? Yeah, yeah, just in general about these three teams. I mean, in terms of what you're seeing. Uh, I, I mean, I think the Patriots, they are a little lower for me, similar to what we just talked about. But I, I don't know. They're tough division. That's why I have them lower for one. Mm-hmm. And then however long it takes them to get their, their, their ball rolling with the whole new OC, get things rolling offensively. I couldn't tell you who the running back is. I know. Is it still Ramondre? Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess I could. But I, they <laughs> got to get back to running the ball, you know? Yeah. I, 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 got the, I got the Giants so low. I just don't really believe in them. I, yeah, I think it makes sense. Saquon was a big deal for them. And if he doesn't play this year and he holds out, dramatically changes them. I think they made a huge yeah. mistake paying Daniel Jones that money, even though it kind of felt like yeah. they had to. I think they got a little bit of fool's gold winning a wild card game last year. <laughs> and I just think there's some stuff that's going to regress the mean. I love their defense, but offensively I'm not a believer yet. Mm-hmm. So they could prove me wrong and, and maybe I will be wrong, but I also, I just like the Cowboys and the Eagles so much better than them at this point in that division. Yeah. Um, it's tough yeah. to me envision, you know, for me to envision them winning more than seven or eight games this year, but we'll see at 20. I've got the Packers, you've got the Vikings, and Vegas agrees with you with the Vikings at plus 5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I think the Vikings, you know, granted they, they're losing Dalvin Cook offensively. That's not good. They got Kirk Cousins going into a contract year. Justin Jefferson still arguably the best receiver in the league. Now, I, I don't really know how I feel about them defensively, but the reason I have them this low... You know, they, they, they did really well last year. But then again, that's all the, the close games that they ended up winning where inversely the Broncos lost, you know. I think their division, very favorable for them to to make make it here at this spot, you know. Granted, you have the Packers. I could like that you get into them real quick. Uh, I like the Packers. I like Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be better than anticipated based on some tape we watched from last year. True. Um, they're young though. Yeah. They're going to be doing, they're going to go some through some growing pains. Um, but I do like them as the second best team in that division right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I trust in LaFleur too, as a, as a there head coach OC. So obviously I'm not as high on them as Vegas is, but I'm higher on them than you are. And yeah. so that's kind of where we're at. 21. I finally have 
the Broncos. <laughs> you finally have the Patriots. Vegas agrees with me here. They've got yeah. the Broncos at plus 5,500. I think the Broncos showed a commitment to winning this offseason. They signed a lot of yeah. veteran players that could be very helpful for Russ, Sean Payton. I think it really just comes down to uh, I'm kind of with you. This can go really well or really bad yeah. with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson this year. I think. Over the tenure of Sean Payton's career, this team is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's this year, and I don't know if it's Russell Wil- with Russell Wilson yet. Yeah, I, I like this is a trial year. Russell Wilson's either going to be so much better and improved with Sean Payton, yeah. or it's just going to be cleared that he doesn't have it anymore. And that, that's what we're finding out. <laughs> that's what we're going to find out this year. Yeah, that's and I'm I am excited to see that because their Broncos are either going to be. I feel like there's no in between for that team. They're either going to kind of surprise you and be a lot better. Yeah. And I think I projected them at 8-9 nine or 9-8, nine and eight, and that's – I kind of rode the fence on that because I really didn't know. Yeah, yeah. They're either going to be <laughs> a lot better or they're going to be bad again. And that's I, – I think they will be better, but I'm not confident enough in it to put them higher than 21, especially because yeah. it's the AFC. You know, yeah, they got to – it's such a tough And they conference. got Patty Mahomes in their division. <laughs> and Justin Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, page three, we're on the back end of these bad boys here. Page three, we got 22 looking at the Titans from you. I have the Panthers, and Vegas has the Bears at plus 6,000. I mean, this is pre-DeAndre signing. Yeah, true. Maybe bumps the Titans up a couple spots for me, if I'm being honest. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I might slot them somewhere like 19-20 with DeAndre, just because I do think getting a number one receiver changes their offense a little bit, changes the ceiling of it. But um, it's Mike Vrabel, you know. He'll be they'll be right defensively. The biggest question for me is is health. Derrick Henry going to be healthy? True. Who's playing quarterback? Can oh, they produce true. enough offensively to be a top half of the league type team instead of a bottom half? We'll see. Yeah, that's that's a time will tell thing for me. The Panthers, I have them here. Just simply easy path for their division. You know, mm-hmm. ties back with the Saints being up ahead at like 15 that we had him i think you know bryce young probably the best quarterback to come out of the draft i mean the guy went one i do think that they're for them being in the nfc south it makes this the reason i have them so high but they're going to have a young quarterback there's going to be growing pains for sure it's just simply the path for them to get there is why i have them this high but the bears that you want to talk about that yeah, um, so you have the Bears at 25. I have them at 26. Vegas has them at 22 here. Um, I think the the case for the Bears being better this year, they did add some talent in the offseason on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. Then the big thing is just like, hey, is Justin Fields going to take a major step forward? True. Um, I don't know. I'm not sold. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sold either. Yet. I mean, that's not, why we have them lower than that. But uh, Justin Fields, he, the way it, it plays out in my head is that you could say he's similar to Jalen Hurts, but the weapons yeah. is not not close at all. I, I agree. I think it's not a Justin Fields problem as much as it is a offensive Talent. weaponry. Yes, yeah. and like DJ Moore helps. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. DJ Moore helps. But... Uh, it's not AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's not yeah. the same. 
Um, I do think J- Justin Fields could be really good. I just don't know if we're ever going to get to see it in Chicago. Yeah, true. And that's my that's kind of my worry is that they yeah. won't get good enough around him quick enough for him to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, moving down the list, um, at 23, and you know, I think we can kind of go through these teams a little bit quicker yeah, here. Can, yeah, yeah. Um, I got the Vikings, you have the Titans, Vegas has the Steelers. We've kind of said what we need to say about those teams. 24. Yeah. I've got the Panthers, you've got the Packers. Vegas agrees with me, the Panthers yep. plus 8,000. 8, Bryce Young, he's young, but if he's good, their wow. defense is really good. They've got decent weapons around them. There is a path where they could be the team in this bottom third that actually ends up being a playoff team. Yeah. So I do kind of agree with what you were talking about earlier. There is a path for them. Oh, um, yeah. I think there's a similar case to be made for the Falcons, at the, who I have at 25. Mm-hmm. You have the Bears there, and, and Vegas finally has the Rams at plus uh, 8,500, 8,500, sorry. <laughs> I think there's a, like, if Desmond Ritter's good for the Falcons, and they've made the boost on defense that we think they might have made, there's a supporting cast around him, where True. maybe the Falcons are the surprise team out of. And Bijan, Corderell could probably go outside now, not just play running back. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to kind of like about that Falcons team. There's a lot of talent. Twenty six. I've got the Bears. You've got the Commanders. Vegas mm-hmm. has the Bucks at plus eighty five hundred. Um, Twenty seven. Got the Texans. You've got the Colts. Vegas has yep. the Falcons plus nine thousand. Twenty eight. I've got the Colts. Yes, young quarterbacks who who we like. Um, at twenty eight, I've got the Colts. You've got the Raiders. Vegas has the Titans at plus nine thousand. Again, these are odds pre DeAndre Hopkins signing. Mm-hmm. I imagine those. Oh, odds I are don't greater. think they changed. I, I saw a lot Not of tweets all. that same day. <laughs> yeah, I seen tweets that same day. It was like before DeAndre. I guess whatever they were using, it might have been FanDuel or something else. They had him at plus eight thousand, and then they're like after DeAndre, plus eight thousand. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um. You know, and then I've got the Commanders at 29. You've got the Texans. They've got the Colts mm-hmm. at plus um, 9,500. At 30, I've got the Cardinals. You've yep. got the Falcons. They've got the Commanders. At 31, I've got the Raiders. <laughs> You've got the Buccaneers. They've got the Cardinals at plus 15,000. Yeah. And then wow. at 32, last in the league, I have the Buccaneers. You have the Cardinals. Vegas has the Texans at plus 20,000. Um, anything at the bottom of this list here stand out to you, Joe? Uh, I mean, there is a conglomerate of things that, you know, we had them differently where the Vegas also had them mixed in along there. But I mean, what it all comes down to is just like the Bucks definitely don't have a quarterback that anyone's confident in their, their defense is still solid, but are they going to get good reps at quarterback? We don't know. Raiders. Raiders, I mean, we kind of spoke about that earlier where Vegas the had them really situation. high. Yeah. Washington, same thing. The Sam quarterback Howell, situation. Is, is he going to be good? <laughs> we don't know. Texans, Colts, young dude. The quarterback situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's Atlanta is... The bottom think... five or six teams, there's a common theme there. Yeah. Atlanta, they have a fun group of people, but will they get wins? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we feel it, it's funny because you kind of summarize the bottom seven, six teams <laughs> in the same terms. You know, it's just like, dude, do how do you feel about their quarterback? And you're like, I don't. If you, if your answer is I don't know, generally that's not good. 
Yep. You know, and that means you are going to end up in that bottom half. And so those are kind of where all those teams sit right now. Now the path for any of those teams to being good is the quarterback is actually (laughs) good, you know, and surprises and there's real stuff there. So that, yeah, I was gonna say that ties back to the commanders when they had our guy, man, what's his name? Heineke. No. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was, he had some, some legs running with them last year, but ultimately my guy's in Atlanta now and you know, Sam Howell's at the helm and we'll see what happens there. But yeah. I'm not, they have a good, good core of dudes. That's a little sneak peek right there too. Speaking of the good core of dudes, that's our next rank them. We're going to rank top 10 skill groups. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go back and forth. I think rank for rank here. I'll explain. You explain. You ready to go? Yep. Let's do it. All right. So this is what we've got. Number one. I have the Eagles with a core of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and DeAndre Swift. I think it's the best skill group in the league. I think you could argue, you know, they called them Batman and Batman between (laughs) A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You could argue both those guys are legit number one receivers. Dallas Goddard is one of the best tight ends in the league. He's a top 10 guy for sure. And then DeAndre Swift has not quite been a top 10 back. He has that kind of potential. I think playing with Jalen Hurts and playing in this offense, yeah, with the dynamic element of Freeze him in the past game, for sure, he could potentially be much better. Um, yeah. And the Eagles have been very successful with Georgia players, so mm-hmm. that's my number yeah. one. Who you got? I got the Eagles as well. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They have the best, I guess, arguably the best. You, the, your number two, uh, they could take the helm a little bit, depending on what happens with their running back. But, yeah, I, I think they got the best receiving core for sure. And adding DeAndre Stiff just gives them another another thing to look at, you know? Yeah. At two, I've got the Bengals. Jamar Chase, E. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, who just took a pay cut to be back. Yep. Um, that, that, that's probably the best receiving core in the league mm-hmm. at this point. And Joe Mixon is a really good back. Yeah, um, that's for sure. I, I think... Those guys around Joe Burrow, I mean, that's I could, I could make a case for them being one. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I could. Um, I like the the spread with the Eagles a little bit more in terms of like their their third best pass catcher is a tight end, and the and the yeah, Bengals yeah. are living a lot more eleven personnel with with the three receivers all being on the field. But I mean, Jamar Chase is a legitimate dude. T Higgins is a oh, legitimate yeah. dude, and Tyler Boyd is one of the better slot receivers in the league. So. Yeah, I, I like that group. Um, you and I have the same two, three. We just have them flipped. So I made yep. my case for the Bengals. You make your case for? I got the Niners at number two. I got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I mean, we, we've seen them year in, year out do the same thing. I mean, we, we've seen the Bengals too. They're just a younger group of dudes, you know? But same, same thing. I mean, bringing in Christian McCaffrey last year just made them that much better. And they're they're crazy on offense. George Kittle, probably the best blocking tight end. Granted, that helps his team a million times percent. So, yeah, that was my number two. And then I, we had them flip. So, same yeah. same things we could talk about. <laughs> I mean, I think the cool thing with the Niners is you've seen that group do it with, like, three different quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
though like fair you know i could kind of be like wow you might be able to make the argument for them being one just because they've been able to do it without stability at the quarterback whereas the Bengals and eagles have had that stability so um let's drop down to four um i have the chargers austin eckler keenan allen mike williams and now quinton johnston that they drafted um i also don't want to leave out Gerald Everett and Donald Parham as their tight ends are good players yeah, yeah. too. Um, I like this Chargers skill group, man. They Austin Eckler can run. He can catch the ball. Yep. He can block. Keenan Allen is a demon from the slot running routes. He's been doing it forever. Uh, Mike Williams is a legitimate deep ball, like jump ball threat. And then I think Quint yeah. Johnston's going to add an explosive vertical element to this offense with Justin Herbert's arm. That dude can throw it like 65 yards in the air. Yeah. I think Quentin Johnson's going to be okay in this offense with Kellen Moore. <laughs> so I think that skill group is, yeah, for sure, number four for me. Who you got? Yeah, for me, I had the Cowboys. And, you know, I, I talked about it earlier where I was like, who's this guy? I don't know. You know, but uh, we got CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Brandon Cooks, and is that Gallup, the other guy? Yeah, Michael Gallup. Who's their, who's their tight end? I, I don't know. I know Schultz got out of the building. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's Schoonmaker who they drafted from Michigan this year. Oh, okay. Third. Third round, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think they got some good receivers. I think Tony Pollard is a great fill for Zeke. I mean, we've seen him at the end of the year start balling. Granted, he got hurt, so we'll see how he comes back. But apart from me not liking Dak, these dudes are all really good, you know. This doesn't (laughs) include the quarterbacks. This is only the skill group, so fair point. Uh, At five, I've got the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are too good to go any farther on this list. Without, like, <laughs> whoa, I know, whoa, you throwing shots, bro? Yeah, well, shots? I, I might be because those two guys, <laughs> it's the best combination of two receivers in the league. Like, if you're talking about, all right, like if you're going deeper, yeah, like the Bengals have three guys, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, like the, the Niners and the Eagles have better other guys at these other positions, uh-huh. but just two receivers. I don't know if I'm taking anybody above yeah. these two, Tyree kill Jalen Waddle. And then this is kind of an unconventional thing rather than having a tight end or another receiver. They got two running backs that I like, and that Ooh. is Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson jr. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people talked about Dalvin cook coming here. I don't know yeah. if it makes sense with the dolphins because I think I like both these two running backs, Mike, uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. I think are both pretty good. Is, and is so, he uh, the second guy. No, he, no, they they ha- they've had both those guys. Uh, oh. um, they're both former Forty Niners. Uh, both okay. former Forty ers that Mike McDaniel kind of was able to bring over and uh, free agency, and then gotcha, trade gotcha. for for Jeff Wilson. Um, so that's who I have at five. Who you got? I got the Bills. So let's see. We got Gabe. Uh, is that his first name? I was about to say Gabe. Gabe I know that Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. There you go. <laughs> Stefan. Uh, we got no Cook, not Dalvin yep. Cook, the other one. And I don't, is that the the rookie tight end you yeah. threw on there? Kincaid. Yeah. There you go. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I mean, granted, I know we talked about them having drama going on. The only thing about them is I don't feel too high on Cook. But apart from that, we've seen Stefan be. Top three, probably, receiver in the league. Uh, Gabe Davis, really good deep threat. Granted, you have Stefan on the other side, helps free you up. And Dalton Kincaid, looking to be good over there at the as a young tight end. 
Yeah, I have the Bills at six, so I'll just kind of reiterate what you said. I do think James Cook in an expanded role could be better this year. Mm -hmm. I do think they're expecting him to be better. They still have Dawson Knox as well, uh, but I think you don't draft Dalton Kincaid in the first round unless he's going to be your dude, dude. Yeah. So Dawson Knox is still there for now. You know, We'll see how he factors in with Dalton Kincaid. Maybe they run some more 12 personnel stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, this is just an array of weapons for Josh Allen. Um, Drama set aside, they are extremely talented. Who do you have at six? At six, I got the Chargers. I mean, similar to what you said. I think that – I guess my only difference would be just I think there's obviously, I guess, two groups I think that are better than them. But they do have a lot of vertical uh, threats on their team. And Austin Eckler, I I like him a lot at running back. It's just – you know, it's probably me just hating on the Chargers, honestly. <laughs> I love your honesty. At seven, I've got the Cowboys. CD, um, Pollard, Cooks, Gallup. Love the weaponry there. They are a little sh- uh, short on tight end this year, losing Dalton Schultz. But yeah. hopefully Schoonmaker comes in and gives them that threat there. Uh, who do you have at seven? Ooh, I got the Jags. I mean, this kind of ties into we having the Jags high up on that the list we've seen on – on our first rank, I, I got, oh, man, Christian Kirk, Travis yeah. Etienne Jr., you know, Evan Ingram, and, you know, I, I don't remember. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Coming Ridley. Back there you go. Suspension. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're, they're really good dudes out there. And like I said, if I expect my guy T-Law to start having some MVP legs, I, I expect these dudes to be really good, even better than they were last year. You throw Zay Jones in there too. Um, yeah. At eight, I have the Browns. You got Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David mm-hmm. Njoku, Donovan Peoples Jones. I love the Browns <laughs> skill players. They got a collection of talent there. Uh, no more Kareem Hunt, which means Nick Chubb's going to yeah. get more carries, going to be even and more of a weapon in the passing game. Uh, like Felton, and, probably some huh? playing time. Felton, probably some playing time. Demetric Felton, another weapon on that cast. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I, I like the Browns group of skill guys. We yeah, got eight. eight. I got the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, we got Mark Andrews, our guy OBJ, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Zay Flowers. Yep. Is, there you go. And did they bring in another dude too? Or am I tripping? Uh, they, they also have Rashad Bateman, their rookie receiver go. from last year, coming into year two. So, yeah, they got some dudes over there. No question. Yeah, I think them all offensively are going to be crazy. OBJ, you know, coming off the injury. after He had a whole year to chill, but we'll see his, his game shape. But I think they're really good out there. At nine, I piggyback you with the with the Browns. All good dudes. I mean, like, I, this doesn't include quarterback, so... I do feel really good about those dudes. Sean, we'll see. He will have a whole year to play this year, though. That's that's another thing. Nine, I've got the Seahawks. DK Metcalf, Tyler Walkett, yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker, the third, Crazy. Zach Charbonnet, Cody Parkinson. Dude, I like this group of skill guys for the Seahawks. I think it's yep. part of what makes Geno Smith so successful and their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator understands how to you know use all these guys adding jsn to this team from what it was last year it's a great group of of guys i don't know how they didn't make your list spoiler alert (laughs) at 10 i've got the ravens who you had at eight um i'm Mm -hmm. with you mark andrews is arguably the best tight end in the league i mean he's right there with kelsey and kittle right yeah 
Um, J.K. Dobbins is a young back who's who's been productive when he's healthy. The big thing for him is staying healthy. Yeah. OBJ, another guy. Is like if he's healthy, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Zay Flowers comes in. We talked about him in the in the draft. He was like one of my favorite receivers. He runs filthy routes. Rashad Bateman coming off a tough rookie year where he was productive but also injured. If he's healthy. That helps. Um, yeah. Put all that together with Todd Munkin calling those plays. I think he's going to use these dudes right. And that's why they're at 10 for me. Yeah, at 10, I had the commanders. So I got Jahan Dotson, uh, Robinson. I think Brian Robinson, right? Terry McLaurin. And I don't know who the other dude is, but I'm just naming dudes off the top head. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think they do have really good receivers. It's just that who's going to get them the ball is obviously the question for them. I like Brian Robinson. I mean, my guy. You could say he's probably 50 cent. I mean, my dude got hit and he's still out there, you know? So I don't know. I think I think they got some dogs in them. It's just a matter of how they get the ball is what's going to hold them back a little bit. Yeah, I got you. Uh, right. One thing I do want to mention before we flip the script is you talked about our guy Kelsey. Where Where are those dudes? I don't see the Chiefs on this screen. Well, they're not on the screen for a reason. We talked about like <laughs> our big question with them is what are those receivers going to be this yeah, year? Yeah, no, the, the, they have our guy Pacheco and Kelsey, and then the other receivers are you know not top dudes. We'll say that not yet. I mean, they could be, but not Ooh, right yet. Not now. All right, we move it on to the top ten pass rushers, uh, or pass rush groups, I should say. So we talked about having. Like two edge guys and an interior guy creating pressure, and we gave our top ten on this. Um, again, we can kind of go squad for squad here. So yeah. uh, one, very interesting. Have the Eagles again? You Hassan mean the Bulldogs? Reddick. Yeah, Hassan Reddick, <laughs> uh, Jalen Carter, and Sweat. and and Josh Sweat. I mean, that's a, there's a lot of heat on that D line because you add Fletcher Clocks into the mid. Yeah, you yeah. got a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> And and they also just drafted my guy from Georgia as well. Like mm. they they got a lot going on there, um, interior and on the edge. I mean, I don't think it gets any better than the than the Eagles. That's all that needs to be said. Yep, too good. At two, you had the Dolphins. I had the Cowboys. Look, I'm gonna be honest. Everyone listening, watching, however you may get this podcast, I struggle with this. I, I was just, <laughs> I, I was like this, eyes closed, picking people. But I do know, I mean, we got Michael Parsons for the Cowboys, Kalijah Kansi. I don't, couldn't tell you who that third dude is on the screen, but I, I, they they have a good interior rush defense. It's just a matter of, you know, what the secondary could do for them, I guess. I don't know. I got I got the Dolphins. Um, I went with, with Chubb, Christian Wilkins. And uh, and my guy on the outside, who was a rookie last year, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, Phillips. So I, I like this Dolphins pass rush group, especially with Vic Fangio coming in. I think he's going to do fun stuff that lets these guys create pressure. At three, I have the Patriots. They have mm-hmm. a young group. I mean, you've got Judon, Matthew Judon, Mr. Red Sleeves himself, Diedrich Wise Jr., and then Christian Barrymore. I like that group of players. I think it's a young group that's growing together. And with Bill Belichick at the helm, sky's the limit. And I think they can get real pressure on pass uh, quarterbacks this year. So I got the Patriots for three. Who do you have? 
I got the Niners. I look. I'm gonna be honest. I, like I said, I don't. I couldn't tell you many of these faces, but I do know I got Bosa. I can tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bosa, Arik Armstead, and Drake Jackson. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're one of the most solid front sevens in the whole league. I think true. That, that that's why they're so high for me. I mean, Bosa, really good dude. Balls on the on the edge, but. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I, I was kind of just picking people who I thought fit. But at so four, I got, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say at four, you got the Cowboys, and I have the Chargers over here. So I went Cowboys. Micah Parsons, arguably the best pass rusher in the league at this point. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, opposite of him, who's also a really good pass rusher in his own right, and then inside mm-hmm. Mozzie Smith oh, out of Michigan. Uh, you should have you should have corrected me. I thought you were just throwing names out earlier. So I, I didn't Oh, I was doing it. my best to try to figure out who these people are. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, so Mozzie, Mozzie is, uh, is not necessarily known for his pass rushing in, at Michigan, but between those other two dudes on the outside, and Ma- Mozzie's going to get a lot of one-on-ones, so I yeah. think he could give you a little surprise pass rush this year. Uh, you have the Chargers there. You got another Bosa brother. Yeah, you the like other the Bosa. Bosa. Hey, this one, Joey, before – or is it? You got Joey Bosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Khalil back and the other dude, you know. Morgan Fox. Don't, there you go. Don't don't recognize him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Joe. Uh, this, uh, this is fun, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. I got the Titans. You got Harold Landry, Arden Key, Simmons. and then the monster, Jeffrey Simmons. You also yep. have the Titans at five. Um, Jeffrey Simmons' interior pressure is insane. So that's, yeah, he's a yeah, beast. Gotta, Got to have him in there. At six, I have the Steelers. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and my guy Ogan Joby on the outside. Uh, that's a it's a fierce group. I love the Steelers defense, and they, they get after passers. Yeah, Watt, Watt is a good dude out there, bro. He's a beast. I, I wish we got to see him play, I think it was, what, two years ago where he got hurt? That fool. Uh, I was yeah. hoping. I was hoping we could see him get defensive player of the year. But yeah, that those dudes are gonna, gonna be crazy over there, especially with that whole division. Yeah. At six, uh, I had the Bengals. We got. I oh man, we got Hubbard. Yeah, Hubbard. Uh. Hendrickson. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I know who the linebacker is. But I, don't, I couldn't Sam tell you. Hubbard, right Trey Hendrickson, and DJ Reader inside. There you That's go. who I have at seven. <laughs> uh, Hubbard and Hendrickson are awesome on the edge. DJ Reader is really underrated inside. Um, those are three really good, really good defensive linemen, really good pass rushers. I like that that Bengals front. Lou Anarumo does a great job with those guys. At eight, I've got the Niners. You got Bosa, Armstead, and Drake Jackson. You also have Javon Hargrave as <laughs> another guy inside. This group probably last year would have been at like in the top three, but I think losing a couple guys on the edge makes it a little harder to put them there. Uh-huh. Um, if Drake Jackson is the truth, they can jump right back into that top three. Um, you yeah. have the Steelers at eight. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm be honest. I was just piggybacking as much as possible. I we <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned I had the Falcons at seven. I, I'm not even gonna attempt to tell you who those people are. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like what you do with the Falcons. You got Grady Jarrett inside. You got uh, um, 
Oh my gosh, Calais Campbell. Um, and they just brought in my other dude. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> but yeah. It's okay. Hey, you're doing better than me. I wasn't going to even try. I couldn't tell you. Uh, well, I'm totally, I'm totally blanking. He was played for the Titans most recently, but I just can't. I, I don't have it right now. At nine, this is going so well. I got yeah. Bosa. I, I'm on the, I got the Chargers. I got Joey Bosa, Morgan yeah. Fox, and Khalil Mack. Um, at nine, you have the Buccaneers. Yeah, that, this is where we got Kalijah Cansey, right? No? Yes. I could get it correct. No, yes. other two dudes, I don't know, man. Jack, Jack Barrett and uh, Tryon Sh- Shoylinka. Shoy- oh, my gosh. Go. Yeah, th- those are my group at number nine. Another defense that was really solid, adding Kalijah Cansey, you know, another another piece of that defense. Interior. Yeah. Yeah. At 10, and Jack Barrett doing it for a minute so yeah at 10 that's where you got these dudes the bucks, bucks. and then i had the dolphins here nice yeah okay <laughs> that so, was fun right our expert analysis on the pass rush group went yeah, a little you know <laughs> a little haywire but we've got one more ranking for you today and the QB it's the one that everyone wants to see i think it's yeah. the qb tier all right now oh everybody anybody who's kind of a little change of names Anybody who's kind of um, tuned in with us before knows that I like to compare quarterbacks to actors, all right? Yep. So the rules of the game are this. There are six tiers, all right? Mm-hmm. There's your A++ list tier, <laughs> and that's the DiCaprio tier, Leonardo DiCaprio. As in, if this guy's in your movie, you know you've got a hit. Yeah. We're talking, we're talking Titanic. We're talking The Revenant. Inception. We're talking The Departed, Inception. It doesn't matter what the supporting cast is. This guy is so good that you have a chance to go win the Super Bowl. That's mm. what Leonardo DiCaprio does for a movie. That's what these quarterbacks do for your football team. All right. Yeah. And so the yeah. five guys in this tier for me, Patrick Mahomes, undisputed, number one. Yeah, easy. Joe Burrow, number two. The only guy who's been able to beat Mahomes, right? In fact, mm-hmm. Burrow is 3-1 and one versus Kansas City in his career. Yeah, He was in the Super Bowl in 21. He's a pro bowler in 22. He's got back-to-back seasons of 4,000-plus yards and 34-plus touchdowns. So, yeah, Burrow's my number two. At three, also in this tier, we've got Josh Allen. Guy's been to two Pro Bowls, three straight 4,000-yard seasons and 35-plus yard touchdowns. Uh, and 35 plus touchdowns i should say (laughs) now the big thing for him he hasn't been able to beat the other two guys in front of him in the playoffs and he's got to be able to do it if he wants to get to that number one spot he's got to go through those other two guys Mm. at four i've got jalen hurts yes that guy he's gotten he's gotten better every year pro bowl and super bowl trip in 22 he had one of the best performances by any quarterback ever in the Super Bowl. Um, really, Crazy. the only mistake he made was that fumble. And other than that, he was almost flawless. I expect yeah. him to be even better and uh, in going into year four here for him. Mm-hmm. At five, the old Wiley veteran, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers himself, discount Rogers. double checks. He's got four MVPs. He's got 10 Pro Bowls. He's got one Super Bowl win. And he's a little older, but I think he's still got it. I think he still mm-hmm. elevates your team to a Super Bowl contender, and yeah. I think that's what he's doing for the Jets. All right, moving down to Tier 2. This is the elite tier. This is 
your actor who, if he's in the movie, you would expect it to be good. It's not yeah. a guarantee, but he's really good. And and this is the thing: if he stars in a movie with another bigger I star, the needle in a way. Yeah, he he moves the needle. He could even be like a really really good supporting guy to a bigger star. Like for Ooh. instance, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. This should give you a hint. It's Matt Damon, the Matt Damon <laughs> tier. All right, we're talking Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, and Tua Tonga Vailoa. So we'll give you run through it quick. Lamar Jackson, he's got one MVP. Yeah. He's got two Pro Bowls. He's got a new OC who's going to allow him to actually be a passer. And the biggest question for him and what's keeping him from the DiCaprio tier right now, he's got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We see a healthy Lamar with Todd Munkin. By the end of this year, he could be a DiCaprio tier guy. Ooh. Next, we got Justin Herbert got three straight years of 4,000 plus yards passing Jeez. he's a guy with one pro bowl but he doesn't have a playoff one yet oh all right so we need to see him have some success in the playoff before we can yeah, say yeah. you're a dicaprio tier guy number two or no or i should say number three <laughs> in this tier trevor lawrence all right jody has his uh, has him as an mvp candidate this year yeah I, he's I got a huge things. he had a huge jump with coaching from year one to year two dougie yep. p made him Made a much better quarterback. All right. He's got one Pro Bowl. He's got a playoff win, something Ooh. Justin Herbert doesn't have. And he went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. And I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I think he could take another uh, leap in year three. Next, we got Matthew Stafford. Man's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. He's got one Pro Bowl, nine seasons of 4,000 plus yards, two years of 40 touchdowns or more. Ooh. The big question for him is, is he going to be healthy? He had the elbow thing last year. Yeah. Then he had the, the spinal contusion during the season. All reports are he's healthy. I'm not buying this whole, like, the Rams tried to trade him, X, Y, Z. I think he and McVay <laughs> are a match made in heaven. I think he returns to form with Cooper Cup this year. And who knows? Maybe that guy can uh, try and insert himself in the DiCaprio conversation. Next, and last but not least in this tier, Tua Tagovailoa. Obviously, the biggest question for him is his health. His health, yeah. He had too many concussions last year. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. I do think is a little, I don't want to say fluky. I just think it, it just the, the way that it happened and the back-to-back nature that it happened made it extremely serious. And if he can just yeah. make it through the first four or five games this year without, you know, injury-free, I think he's going to be okay. He's done a lot of things to obviously learn how to protect himself in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But when he's healthy, he's highly productive. This guy threw for 3,500 yards and 25 touchdowns in 13 games. Massive production. He was one of yeah. the best quarterbacks in the league when healthy last year. Yeah. All right. Now we get into tier three. This is what we call the high variance tier. This is Adam Sandler, right? Some of your movies with this guy might be Big Daddy. They might be Happy Gilmore. They might be, uh, um, you know. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. But they also might be Jack and Jill. They also might be Pixelated or Pixels or whatever that movie was called. They, they, they could be bad, you know. They, or they, Johan, they, that's what it is. They, Legend they, of Zohan. You, you <laughs> don't mess with the Zohan. I actually think oh, that movie is underrated, go. so don't call oh. that – yeah, I, on, I, 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 I've never seen it. I just know that was one of <laughs> so, so what we're saying is, and this is the biggest tier of guys for a reason. These are guys who at their peak 
are really, really good quarterbacks. Like you can go win a Super Bowl with this guy. Uh-huh. At their worst, you're like asking if you should be trading this guy. If you need to get rid of him. All right. So they're super high variance. You're, you're going to yeah. ride a roller coaster with this player. First guy, Dak Prescott. He's got Perfect. two Pro Bowls. He's got two seasons of 4K plus yards. He's got two seasons of 30 plus touchdowns. But he also has four seasons of 10 interceptions. Oh, and he's two and four. Which, he said he wasn't going to do 10 this year. I, I know. I did see Crazy. that. It's happened before in his career, so it's not impossible for him. But yeah, we'll see. But he's calling he a shot, also, and that's a, that's a slippery slope. He's also two and four in the playoffs. Needs Ooh. greater playoff success. Next, Kirk Cousins. Seven seasons of 4,000-plus yards. Four Pro Bowls. Don't think many people know that. Kirk's a Pro Bowl guy. And he's one and three in the playoffs. There's the questions Ooh. of old primetime Kirk. Ooh, um, another knock. I think Kirk is better than people give him credit for. He's but maybe he's an average guy. It, well, he's just kind of, yeah, he's a little bit high variance. It's, I think you could win a Super Bowl with Kirk. But I also think Kirk could, you know, he didn't have the greatest playoff game this year. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't performed his best when his team has needed him to be his best. And that's the question with Kirk. Can he be a little bit better in the biggest moments? Next, Geno Smith. Was he a one-year wonder? I mean, he had 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns. He was a pro bowler. Yeah, that's crazy. we didn't see that show up in the playoffs on the road at the 49ers. So we need to see playoff success in year two of Geno at the helm in Seattle. Next, Deshaun Watson. He had two years of 4,000-plus yards, three Pro Bowls before the allegations and all of the things that kind of or joining the Browns. Made, him, made him become a, uh, a guy who sat out of football for almost two years. Yeah. Now, he had last season a rough year when he did come back. He had 7-5 to five touchdown-interception ratio. Not great. Can he return to form in 2023? Mm-hmm. Next. Jared Goff, the ultimate good-bad quarterback. <laughs> this guy has been to three Pro Bowls. He has a Super Bowl appearance. That's what it looks like when it's good. However, Ooh. in the Super Bowl, his team scored three points because he was Ooh. getting smoked by Bill Belichick. And everyone knows the key with Goff is putting him under pressure. His general completion percentage over the course of his career is 64%. That drops to 40% when he's under pressure, according to 33rd team. Dang. Not good. Yeah, he's one tough. of the worst quarterbacks under pressure in the league. If you pressure Goff, he's not the same guy. Mm. Next, Derek Carr. Or I should say, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say, you're just going to skip over my guy. Nine Pro like Bowls. <laughs> five seasons of 30-plus touchdowns. One Super Bowl. But he's coming off all career lows. Can this guy get back? Yeah. Can Sean he get Payton. back? Make it happen. Next, Derek Carr, three Pro Bowlers, six seasons of 10-plus INTs, four seasons of 4,000-plus yards, and he's owned one in the playoffs. So which Derek Carr are we getting? The guy who's thrown for 4,000 yards and you know near 30 touchdowns or the guy who's going to throw 15 picks? Yeah, tough look. Last but not least in this category, we've got Kyler Murray, the ultimate high-variance guy. Yeah. 
We saw it just in the 2021 season alone. The guy was an MVP candidate. But then he goes mm-hmm. in the playoffs against the Rams and has the worst game of his entire career. He's got zero playoff success. He's 0-1 in the playoffs. Um, he's kind of smaller. Claws. He's got the claws in the contract that was then removed. He's <laughs> had some trouble staying healthy. Yeah. However, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. That's crazy. So... Can Kyler get back to form in 2023? Mm. Next, we've got tier four. This is the starter with questions. Like the guy who could star in your movie, maybe could be a supporting guy. You're not really sure what you're getting when you get this guy in a movie. You literally, like, you don't really know. He's had like ebbs and flows through his career. That's Nicolas Cage, you know, had some strong runs, had some weak runs, right? And now it's kind of made like a, a little comeback, by the way. So these are starters with real questions that we just don't have answers to yet. Yep. Number number one, Justin Fields. In two seasons, he's never thrown for more than 2,300 yards. Mm. He's at 59.7% completions right now. However, he ran for 1,000 yards last year. He makes your offense dynamic, and he's never played with a great receiver, and he's going to get one in DJ Moore. Yep, yep. We'll find out. Brock Purdy. Small sample size. Had the elbow surgery, but he was yep. 2-0 and in playoff games that he finished last year. Mm. And he threw for 13 touchdowns to only four picks in his seven starts. Pretty good. Brilliant. Kenny Pickett. Not a bad rookie year. But he didn't get to start the whole year, and he was mm-hmm. a little inconsistent in that he threw seven touchdowns to nine picks. He did throw for 2,400 yards. So over the course of a chunk of his season, he threw for more yards than Justin Fields threw for the whole season. <laughs> and his record as a starter was 7-5. and five, So they were winning with him, yeah. which they were not doing with Trubisky. True. So there's some, there's some stuff to pick its game. Next, Daniel Jones. Is he a one-hit wonder? Can I even call him that? Was he even that good last year? <laughs> He's never thrown for more than 3,200 yards. Uh, or 3, yards. Last year, he was only a 15-5 to five touchdown-interception ratio, so he didn't throw a lot of picks, mm. but he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns either. How are they winning games? Saquon. <laughs> and Daniel Jones actually running the ball a little bit. Yeah, true. He got paid $40 million this offseason, folks. That's really crazy. I know I said that a lot during this whole thing, but that one's the craziest so far. So I really don't know what kind of quarterback Daniel Jones is. I know he was better last year. But like this is a guy who went from to getting his fifth year option decline to getting forty million. I I literally do not know. <laughs> Next and last but not least in this starter with questions, Nicholas Cage tier, Mac Jones. Good candy. bad year two, good year one. Mm-hmm. His fourteen to eleven touchdown to interception ratio last season. His mobility, he struggled. He had the ankle injury. However, he gets Bill OB, a real OC this year. Was that does that do enough to move the needle and get him back on track? We'll find out. The next tier. This is the year, the tier five youthful tier. Guys, we literally do not know yet. We don't know. We have we haven't seen him play, really. Yeah. This is the Tom Holland tier. The Tom Holland tier, where we're like, we saw him in Spider-Man. We're like, oh my gosh, we love Tom Holland. Is he gonna turn into a movie star? (laughs) We don't know. Not enough film yet. Not enough there. These guys. I don't even have stats or anything for him. They're just all like rookies or guys who haven't really played. It's Jordan Love, yeah. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Yeah. 
Literally couldn't tell you about him yet because we yeah, haven't. I didn't seen even him know really that's what play. Sam Howell looked like. I'm be honest. So these are all guys <laughs> who are either rookies or started less than four games. Yeah. Thanks. Now, man. tier six. This is what we call the B list tier. <laughs> the replaceables. The guy who's probably better in a supporting role, i.e., your backup quarterback as opposed to your starter. This is the Jared Leto tier. No offense to Jared Leto. A lot of the movies where he starred in have kind of flopped, but movies where he's the supporting actor, really good. That's kind of Jared Leto's thing. He's better as the supporting actor than he is as the star, in my opinion. Some people may feel differently, but this is the Jared Leto tier. We got three guys. Ryan Tannehill. Sorry, Titans fans. I know you're hy- hyped. You got Nuke. You got Hopkins. You got him. I don't know. I don't know if Tannehill's that guy. <laughs> Tannehill has thrown for 4,000-plus yards twice in 10 years. He's one-time Pro Bowler. He was injured last year. He did have a lack of weapons. He had a really good 2021. I'm kind of meh on Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I mean, they drafted two guys in the last two years to replace him, so that tells you something about his own team. Okay. He's not teaching them either, according to him. True. Next, (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo. Is the guy even healthy? Is he going to play? Is his foot fine? Is his shoulder fine? I don't know. I don't have the answers. He's 40 and 17 as a starter. However, the 49ers tried so hard to replace him for two seasons. That should tell you something. Yeah. He is, by definition, replaceable. He was replaced <laughs> twice by Mr. Relevant, too. And a lot of, a lot of different factors on that one, though. I, I, you know, I don't know what the Raiders are doing with him. I don't know. <laughs> Last, and I guess we would say least. Baker Mayfield, a guy who's just near and dear to my heart. I was a Baker fan. I was I was on Baker. I was saying he was a guy that was going to be good. Yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> he is a B-lister. He's a Leto. He's a replaceable. His INTs and his decision-making haven't been good enough in his career. Mm-hmm. He's on his fourth team in two years, and he's yeah. got a 31-38 and 38 record as a starter. Yeah. just hasn't been good enough. And the Buccaneers, looks like he's going to be the starting guy for him. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I, I want him to be good. I still am rooting for him. Yeah. But I've now kind of given in to the fact that he's on his fourth team in two years. I'm probably wrong with my take that Baker Mayfield is actually good. So <laughs> that's the list of all the starting quarterbacks in the league right now. That's how they're tiered out. Yeah. Joe... Just off rip, the, what's the thing that stands out most to you or the thing you were most surprised about? Um, I will say probably maybe Lamar. I feel like you were always higher on Lamar. I don't know. Maybe that's just the health. You kept him in that second tier, not the first. He finished the last two seasons healthy. Yeah. So uh, Let's see. What else do I see? Maybe. No, nah, you said Kyler's got two Pro Bowls. I think I think a lot. I, my guess, my guess, would be the the two that people are going to ask questions about are Stafford and, and Tua. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot, there would be other people who might have those two guys lower. I just think when those guys are healthy, they're so productive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess even you could <laughs> say that Tua ha- doesn't have nearly as much film just because he didn't play the whole season last year. But, I mean, early on when he – every game, I'm pretty sure there was a stat like 
they were undefeated with him until like I don't know, like yep. seven or eight games in with him starting. So he's a dog. It, it makes sense. Uh, maybe just you could say not enough film for that one. Stafford, I will say uh, he was with the Lions for a lot of his career. He had Megatron, right? But he wasn't able to do much with them in the playoffs. So that's the that you could say that's the knock on most of those playoff games that you mentioned. But then he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, but that yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of it. Uh, I, I guess for me personally, I'd probably say Deshaun, just because you know, like you said, two years out of out of the league, but he will have a full year, as I've mentioned multiple times throughout this whole episode. So maybe this will like either solidify him here, or maybe he slips. Who knows? But. Other than that, I don't know. Maybe Carr? I don't know. That, but they they benched him, so that's not his fault necessarily. But that, that that's about all I can really think of. All right, man. Well, I think that uh, that does it for the rank of Palooza. Those of you out there watching, listening, learning, uh, <laughs> let us know what you think. You know, drop a drop us com or you know a, a suggestion in the comments where you would rank guys and what you think of of my rankings what you think of maybe the actors in the categories maybe you don't like the actors i chose i don't know yeah um, you can make fun of me trying to figure out who was on my teams earlier you know your like, oh, rush i don't know that was a tough was yeah. a toughie was a toughie for us <laughs> but we want to get those guys some love help make them more recognizable so people know True. who they are um but we got to finish with our banger of the week finish this out joe I believe it is your turn on yep, the banger. It is me this week. So I'm going with music, of course. Okay. I'm going with a guy who I normally don't really listen to. He dropped an album recently. Young Thug. Oh. I'm taking okay. Wit Dirac by Young Thug. It's got 21 Savage on there and Travis Scott. Pretty solid song. It's off his new album called Business is Business. And that whole album was actually pretty good. I... I took a couple couple hours to just listen through it, you know, not in order as our guy would recommend, but I listened through the whole thing like two or three times and a lot of good songs for the first time, I think, for Young Thug. I'm not a big Young Thug fan. I know people who are, but for me not really listening to him, I will say I do like this album a good amount. Nice. All yeah. right. Solid. Um well, I think that's it for us for today. Let us it's know what good. you thought of the rank of Palooza. Um, let us know if you think your team is too high or too low. Probably won't tell us Ooh. if you think they're too high. Probably <laughs> tell us, let us know if you think they're too low. Um, and, uh, you know, keep, keep with us. We'll be back next week with some training camp content. We're going to be go. talking training camp questions um, with every team. Looking at some stuff that we that we see that's happening, I'm sure we'll get more news and maybe some other guys. D Hop signed mm-hmm. this week, maybe Dalvin Cook signs by next week. So we'll talk all that stuff, latest news, what's going on in the league, little check in, and we'll keep it pushing. Yeah. Till then, we got our guy Ray Ray taking us out.
could tell them I remember But will they all remember me? I wonder how they feel about me I guess we'll have to wait and see Time moving fast now Feeling like I'm on my own Acting like I got it figured out But I don't know what's going on See, I don't know what's gonna happen I don't wanna let you down, mama Try to front like I ain't worried about it But deep down, I'm scared, mama Catching glimpses of this evil world I can't avoid it, it's impossible And my biggest fear probably Cause I'm end up being evil too I'm conflicted cause I always say I'm still the same But if I'm wanting something different, then I gotta change I want them all to remember me and to know my name We got a purpose and I'm feeling like I found mine But I still second guess myself in my damn time <sighs> Stress is never ending, I'm losing my damn mind Am I a descendant of David like the chosen one? Or am I someone begging for you to notice him? Will I go down in history? Or will I be forgotten in the mystery? Tell them I remember But will they all remember me? I wonder how they feel about me I guess we'll have to wait and see